Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast coming to you live from St. Anne Parish. If you hear a bit of an echo, yes, I know I said this a couple of weeks ago because it is true when I'm the only person in the church, it echoes a bit, and it's kind of got a good feel. I'm uh, sitting here near the tabernacle, and it's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful, quiet, prayerful space. So let's break open God's Word today. If you would like to follow along, Uh, It is going to be in Luke again. We are back to Luke, even though it is a feast day today. Celebrate the feast of St. Jerome. And if I don't talk too long, I'll speak a little bit about Jerome at the end. Uh, But we'll go in Luke chapter 9, 57 to 62. So Luke 9, verses 57 to 62 today. Uh, Some teachings of Jesus, uh, people approaching him and asking questions. So let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus and his disciples were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another he said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But Jesus answered him, Let the dead bury their dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. Jesus answered him, No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So what it seems that we have here are, are, and again, don't know if if it happened just like this or not, but three almost proverbs of, of Jesus and whether he said these at various parts of his ministry and then Luke just put them all into this sequential, uh, you know, time that Jesus was journeying and people came up to him and he said these things. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that, but there are three uh, almost seemingly separate, disparate uh, viewpoints or things that he's saying, all true, of course, but uh, not necessarily connected. They're, they're a bit disjointed. So let's look at them uh, separately and, and see what Jesus is inviting us to ponder anyway today. Uh, the first Someone approaches Jesus while he and his disciples were on their journey, were proceeding on their journey. He said, and this person said, listen, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said, foxes have dens, birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. What I'm hearing from this and what I think Jesus is inviting us to ponder is, as women and men of faith, there is no end point on our destination. Uh, I will follow you wherever you go. Where are you going? I'm, I'm going to um, Philadelphia. I'm, I'm, okay, then let's map out how we're getting to Philadelphia, and I can tell you how long that journey is going to take, and I can tell you when we have arrived in Philadelphia. But what Jesus is saying is, listen, we're not a fox. They've got a den, and they know where they're going and where they're staying. And birds in the nest, well, they, they too they know where that home is, but the Son of Man, 
If you, if you follow me on this journey, uh, this journey doesn't stop. There is no time, brothers and sisters, you or I meet our end goal. And, and that's why I love this, this term that uh, was used extensively in, in the Second Vatican Council, but that we are a pilgrim people. A pilgrim people uh, have not arrived on Plymouth Rock. We have not arrived. Pilgrimages are our journeys. And whenever you and I think, I've got this figured out, whenever you and I figure, I understand and know who God is, I understand and know what the church is trying to teach me. Brothers and sisters, we, Jesus would chide us at that point and say, no, 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 you're playing the role of a fox. You're playing the role of a bird of the sky. You've gotten comfortable. And, and he would say, no, we are people on pilgrimage. There is always more to learn and open ourselves to, to get closer to God. I mean, brothers and sisters, the depths of our faith are, are inexhaustible. And, and that's what we're called to every day to say, okay, I have not arrived. I cannot get comfortable. Lord, what do you have to teach me today? Uh, because there is no end. The Son of Man has no place to, to, to rest his head. And I say this for us as individuals. I say this for us as a church. The Catholic Church, the Christian Church, we have not arrived either. We, too, are a pilgrim people, and God has more in store for us that we need to be open to learning as well and not get so rooted that we cannot see where God is inviting us today. The second proverb here, Jesus uh, is approached. Another approaches, or, or Jesus approaches another, one way or the other, the two of them connect. And Jesus says, follow me. But the one to whom he approaches, the one he approaches says, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But Jesus answered him, let the dead bury their dead but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. I mean, this is always kind of a harsh, uh, a harsh statement, isn't it? Let the dead go bury, the, you know, your dead father, and, and you go proclaim the kingdom of God. Well, here's how I've, I've heard it. Um, the bottom line is, is his father probably wasn't even sick. What he's essentially saying is Jesus is saying, follow me. And the person who is responding, saying, let me go bury my father, is saying, I will do so, but I will do so at a, at a, at a point in time in the future um, after my father dies, and I have no more commitments here. Then I will follow you. I promise you. And Jesus is saying, that's, that's not how it is, too. It's, it's that following, that, that, that decision is made now. You don't know that you have a future time. The decision time is this present moment. That is the gift. That is the encounter. Will you follow me now? And, and I see us. Now, again, I, I don't want to speak for you. That's not fair. I see me. How many times do I say, Lord, I'm tired today. I'll pray tomorrow. Um, when I get up or, or uh, during the day. Or, Lord, wait till my kids are out of school and they're all off at college or beyond and they're out of the house and Renee and I can focus on this. 
And, and again, putting God off until, Lord, wait until I understand this. Wait until, Lord, I'm not burdened by this sin. Wait until my uh, conscience is clean. Wait until I feel worthy. Wait until I've got the appropriate amount of money or, or in the bank and, and security or whatever it is. Then I will follow you at this next level. We're, we're certainly following him at a certain level now. So was that other person. They connected. But Jesus, when he calls us to that new place, like the first parable, so maybe there is, you know, it's not as disjointed as I saw, that, that we need to keep following, keep following. That, that Jesus is saying when that encounter happens and he calls us to a deeper place, we can't say, or well, we can, of course. We have the freedom. But Jesus is inviting us to say that yes now. And to the extent that we put it off, we are the dead, that, that we have, we have uh, stopped the, the, the beating heart. We have, we have severed that life of faith to say, I'm comfortable here. I, I, I'll, I'll pick it up later. Uh, and Jesus says, no, that moment of decision is now. And the final uh, proverb or parable uh, one, the truth is, I think I've got the least understanding of. Uh, another came up and said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. So how's that different than bearing my father? Uh, and Jesus must have sensed something different in this. Because to this person, he says, no one who sets a hand to the plow and looks back at what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. I mean, again, I can look at that at its face value and say, what's wrong with saying goodbye and saying, I am following now, but I just want to say goodbye. But he must have sensed a hesitation or something there. And, and again, challenging us that says, has there been a time in our life, today, yesterday, a year ago, whatever, where we've second-guessed our decisions and what they have invited us to as faith-filled Christians, followers of Jesus Christ? And, and Jesus is looking at us and saying, there's no room for second guessing. We cannot plow the field and prepare it for the seed, which of course he is not only the planter, but the grower of. Um, that we cannot look back. Because to look back is to um, create lines that we are plowing that are not direct. Uh, is to plow at a lesser level that we must be certain of the decisions we make. And so again, that, that perhaps I, they're all far more now that I speak out loud, they, they go together more than I thought. And in that decision point is today. Jesus is saying it's not sometime in the future. It is today. It is now. We cannot make it now, but only with half a heart that what we make, that decision we must make with a full heart and say, okay, I move forward here. If I take a step, it's the first on this journey. You know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with that single step. Well, I'm moving and I know where I'm moving, even though there's not an end destination that I have committed. And, and that's what our God's inviting us to today. Good parables, good proverbs. Good teachings. St. Jerome, I'll let you learn more about him, but let me say this. He was a brilliant man, lived, I want to say, the 5th century. 
should have looked that up before I, I uh, started talking about him. A man of deep passion. And so listen, when I say that, um, he was just as passionate on the negative virtues as he was the positive ones. He, he could chew you out as fast as he could say, I'm sorry. Uh, and he had quite a temper. He was known for it. So perhaps we don't look to him saintly for, for that, but we look to him for his brilliance uh, because he knew uh, a number of languages. I want to say a handful, Latin, Greek, Hebrew, certainly, uh, among others, I'm sure Aramaic uh, and, and others. But what he did and what he's known for is he was a man of his time in that he took the Old Testament, which was written in Hebrew. Now, I'm not talking about the Septuagint here. He took the Old Testament that the Jewish Hebrew people were using at the time, and he translated it into Latin from Hebrew. And then he translated the New Testament from its Greek into Latin. Uh, and so the whole Bible, he translated that translation, of the, the edition called the Vulgate, uh, which the Roman church in this fifth century, again, I believe, perhaps fourth, but I believe fifth. Uh, well, it had to be the fourth because St. Augustine commented on him. So, you know, you can look it up and, and remind me how foolish I am. Um, but, but took these, uh, these languages of Hebrew and Greek and translated it into the one that the Roman Empire, which was the common language of the day, Latin, that they could grasp and, and was the original one to put it in the vernacular, something that Martin Luther would do 11, 1200 years later, uh, amazingly enough. And again, the brilliance of, of Jerome didn't only happen in his translating it of, of this scripture, but in his commenting on it. And, and, and I, I say Augustine commented on it. He said, listen, uh, essentially, if Jerome doesn't, if, if there's something Jerome is ignorant of regarding scripture, then no one has ever known it. That's, that is the respect that Jerome carried within the early church, his brilliance. Um, and I love Jerome's quote that he says, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. So while we don't directly say, listen, the scripture we have is not a direct quotation of, of Jerome today, it has been uh, translated beyond the Vulgate, we owe a great deal uh, to Jerome for his compilation and his passing it on uh, through that, uh, that time of the Roman Empire. So St. Jerome, pray for us. Let's, uh, let's pray to our Blessed Mother. Again, invite you to uh, bring your intentions with today. And let's uh, lift it up as we continue through the glorious mysteries. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third glorious mystery is the, uh, the descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, thank you for uh, opening in God's word with me today on this feast day. Uh, blessings to you. And uh, I look forward to us being back together again tomorrow and exploring what God has for us then. God's peace. <laughs>